Advent season. The title of this message is The Believer's Hope. The Believer's Hope. See, for us to receive that special hope, that special gift of hope, we must first believe. We must first believe in the one that is hope. Believe in the one that is hope. And those that believe in hope, there is no doubting. There is no doubting, no matter the circumstances, no matter the situations, no matter the difficulties, no matter the trials. That is the believer's hope. That is the believer's hope. Believers are not called to hope. We are called to a hope. We are called to a hope, church. Hope. Hope. Hope can be a scary thing if it's placed in the wrong things. Hope can be a scary thing if it's placed in the wrong things or the wrong people. In these uncertain days, uncertain times, we must grab hold to hope. As tight as we can, we must grab hold on to hope, to hope. Hope brings life to the lifeless. Hopes bring hope to the hopelessness of someone. We know that hope is the reason for the season. Hope is the reason for the season. And we know this. Hope was born. Hope was born, church. Matthew 1.23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to his son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Hope with us. Hope in us, church. Hope in us. Jesus is our hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. We hope on a lot of things in this world, church. A lot of things. And we get let down. Jesus would never let us down. He would never let us down. That's why we are called to a hope. That a hope that is Jesus. That is Jesus. Jesus is the believer's hope. He is the believer's hope. Believe and receive that hope which is Jesus. And watch the things that he does for you. Watch. Philippians 4.13 for I can do everything through Christ. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Who gives me strength. Everything through Christ. 
That's the believer's hope. No matter what it is. If it's through Christ, it can be done. That's his promise of his hope. The hope that we believe in as believers. That we can do everything if it's through Christ. If it's through Christ. Jesus is hope, church. He is hope. The symbol of hope is Jesus. It's Jesus. The symbol of hope is unseen. It's unseen. This is the confidence in which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He hears us, the hope of Jesus. The only one that could provide that for us is Jesus. That we ask anything in his name, he hears us, even though we can't see him. Hope of Jesus. Hope of Jesus. Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, church. That is the plan of God. See, we must recognize Jesus for who he is. The only way of salvation is through Jesus. We must trust Jesus Christ as God, God's salvation of hope for his people. See, church, we were not created to live in this fallen world. That was not God's original plan. We was not created for struggle. We were not created to go through sickness and disease, difficulties, depression, despair. We were not created for this fallen world. When God created Adam and Eve, he created them in a perfect state. A perfect state. To be in a perfect communion with God, with Almighty God. To walk hand in hand with the all-knowing and all-powerful God. That is why we were created to live in perfect communion with God. And that sin in the garden, that sin, that, that sin that brought about death, the overbearing, overtaking of one's will, the abuse of one's will brought sin into this earth. The abuse of free will. Freely given to us by the goodness of God. And that abuse of that choice brought sin into this world. But God promised a redeemer. God promised his people a redeemer. God 
promised his people hope. Hope. Yes, he did. And in the name, and in his name, the nations will put their hope. Isaiah spoke that before Jesus even came into the world. In his name, the nations will put their hope. Because God had a plan. He loved us so that he would not leave us like that. He would not. Jesus is our salvation. Jesus is our salvation, church. God knew we needed saving from ourselves. He sent his only begotten son into the world to save us from ourselves. He sent his only begotten son to be the hope of the world. Jesus is our hope of our salvation. We look forward. We hope in that salvation that is Jesus. That is why we're here. That is why we are Christ followers. Because of the hope of that salvation. 1 Peter 1, 3, 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have grieved, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes through, it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ, the hope of our salvation. What is Peter saying? We are extremely blessed in Christ. We are extremely blessed in Christ. And the guaranteed outcome, the guaranteed outcome of our faith, church, in Christ is the salvation of our spirit, the salvation of our soul, and the salvation of our body. The salvation of hope. First Peter 3, 4 again. Blessed be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. 
for the believer. For the believer that knows that Christ is our hope. That is kept in heaven, waiting, waiting on you. Because Jesus has been raised from the dead, our hope, church, is not a wish. Our hope is not a wish. It is alive because Jesus is alive. Amen? We have a living hope in Christ. A living hope in Christ. To be alive in Christ is hope. It's hope. The living hope. To be born again. To be transformed. To be redeemed. That is the living hope of Jesus. That is the living hope of now. We have that promise of the living hope that we can be transformed now, changed now, live a redeemed life in Christ. 1 Peter 3.15, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared, always, to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Be prepared to give an answer for that hope that you have. Be prepared. The hope that I have, church, when I accepted Christ into my life, it was not the hope of eternal life. I wasn't at that moment thinking about eternal life. I wanted to be changed. I wanted to be different. I did not want sin in my life anymore. I wanted God to change me now, God. Change me now, here on earth. That's the living hope for us to be transformed, not later, but now. That's the resurrection of Christ that lives in each one of us. That's the power of that hope, that we can be transformed into a living hope here on earth, here on earth. That is the goal. The sin in the garden cause us to have to live this difficult life of this flesh. Remember, we was not, this is what we was not promised, to battle with this flesh. We were created to be perfect with God. And we thought that was it, that sin would take over the earth. But God said, I'm going to give you a hope that you may be transformed here. You don't have to wait to receive all of that glory. You can be transformed here. See, the believer's hope, church, is that of one to be changed. We have to be changed. That's what the salvation is all about. 
Is there hope this morning to be changed, to be transformed? Hope in that. Because that hope is real. That hope is true. We have testimonies all over the world. You can look at your neighbor and say, they've been changed. That's that living hope, the promise of that living hope. Hope overcomes all things, church. Hope overcomes all things. Jesus overcomes all things. Jesus overcomes all things. John 16, 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. So that you may have peace in me, Jesus says. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. We have hope in the one that overcame the world. He says, take heart. I have overcome these things that you see. And I have given you a hope so that you can overcome these things of this world. Whatever struggle there might be, your hope is in Jesus because he can give you strength to overcome these things. That's who he is. The one that we can't see is the one we put our hope in. The one that's unseen to the eye. And most say we have to see it to believe it. But we put our hope in the one that's unseen. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's faith. That's hope. That's hope. That's glorifying almighty God. That's glorifying almighty God. 1 John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world. So they speak from the world's viewpoint. And the world listens to them. But we belong to God. And those who know God listens to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has the spirit of truth or the spirit of deception. See, church, there's a lot of us that wants hope. A lot of people that know hope, that know who is hope, that wants truth. But there's a lot of people that can care less, that can care less, that places their hope in the things of this world until the enemy knocks on their door and rips them of that hope of this world that they so much put their trust in. And he will do it. He will show his face. 
But God is good. Because our hope stands right out that door. When you call on the name of Jesus, the enemy flees. And hope stands tall. Jesus. See, the one who wants salvation will place their hope in Christ. The one who wants salvation will want help in Christ. The one who does not want salvation will not place their hope in Christ. It's sad, but it's true. Salvation is admitting that you need help. We reach out for salvation, the hope of salvation, because we know that we need help, church. We all need help. We was born needing help. We can't, we can't help ourselves. How hard can it be for us to realize this? The things of this world present themselves as hope to, to our eyes. And we fall for it every time. But we know better. We know as believers that Jesus is our hope. How many times does he, does he saves us from ourselves? And we go back to the world. And he opens that door for us again. And say, I place my hope here for you. And we turn our backs again on that hope. And he opens that door again for us. Jesus is our hope, church. Jesus is our only hope. Our only hope. But many people will still search for hope. In this hopeless world. In this hopeless world, people are desperate. People are desperate. And like I say, people know hope. They know who is hope. But they would rather live in disappointment, live in sorrow, live in pain, live in hurt, than to rather surrender to the hope that is Jesus. It's sad, but it's true. It's sad, but it's true. Hope overcomes hopelessness. Hopelessness that may lead to despair and even death. Hope overcomes that. Satan himself can't overcome hope. The things of Satan can't overcome hope. Satan whispered lies to the people, but you have hope. You have power of you have the power to overcome all things in Christ. All things in Christ. Satan cannot win over the believer. The one who has hope has Jesus. Hope overcomes fear. Hope overcomes anxiety. Hope brings power 
over fear and anxiety, church. He brings power. Most of us deal with fear and anxiety. And it stops us from doing the work of God. Don't let the enemy win. There is hope for fear and anxiety. There is hope. I remember all of my life, all of my childhood up until uh, about four years ago, I had a fear. And those close to me in my family knows that I had a fear, a, a fear like no other. I had a fear of cats. I had a fear of cats. They scared the daylights out of me. If they looked at me, I thought I was going to die. Honestly, honestly, I had a fear of cats. <laughs> and I tell people that today, and they do the same thing, laugh. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't take the trash out because I had a fear of cats. I couldn't go out to the laundry room because I had a fear of cats. Someone had to walk me to the laundry room. I, truth. My brother-in-law would say, um, you see some change out here, that's Ron's on because you threw it at the cat. <laughs> Whatever I had, I threw it at the cat. Yeah, I had a fear of cats. But I found out there was hope, church. I read the word of God and learned that fear was not of God. And that fear of cats is no more. No more. No more. So where there's fear, there's hope. Where there's anxiety, there is hope. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's the trick of the enemy. To be afraid enough to keep our mouths closed of the goodness of God. That's the trick of the enemy. Step up in that hope. Whatever you are doing, don't let fear stop you. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's the word of God. That's what God is telling those who have fear, who have anxiety. There is hope. Our hope is in the word of God. When we open scripture, our hope is laid out plain. The word of God. These scriptures, church, is what we hold on to. This is why I have hope. This is why I don't fear. Because this, these words are the word of God. That's why it's important to read our Bibles. Because it's full of hope. It's full of hope. Hope overcomes sickness and disease. Do we believe that? The believer's hope, see, first we must believe, remember that, we must believe. Many stories in the Bible of Jesus healing, healing the sick, 
destroying the diseases of the world. Jesus said, I can cause it and I can take it away. We know that sickness is here. We know that disease is here. And you know where it comes from. That garden. Sin. Sin. This is why God placed us with Jesus to be our hope. Because of that very sin that causes sickness and causes diseases. Are we seeing the plan of God? Are we seeing the plan of God? To have hope, to have trust in the one that can change these things. Only if we believe. Only if we believe. Matthew 9.22. The woman that believed, the woman that had. If you believe that you can be healed from a sickness or a disease, pay close attention to these scriptures. Put your hope in these scriptures. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. She was healed at that moment, you know the story when she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. Jesus. The healing power of Jesus. How many stories that we had over the last two years that this virus has attacked us, but it also skipped. It also skipped a lot of people. A lot of people in the same household didn't receive this virus. It skipped. See, with this virus, church, we took it for granted. See, we here in America are not used to this. If you go to some place like Africa, this is an everyday occurrence. This is what they live through. See, we are not so innocent as we put out. See, we think money overcomes all things. So we place our hope in money, in the dollar, that we can cure anything because we have money. We see that's wrong. We see that's wrong through this pandemic. Money couldn't stop it. Money could not stop it. And it will only stop when God says it stops. Until his people call on his name. So if we want hope, we call on the name of Jesus to stop the sickness, to stop the diseases. There's power in that prayer of hope, church. There is power. We have many of witnesses that there is power. There is truth. These are not just mere words. These are true words. These are the words of the almighty God. Oh, Lord, if you heal me, I will be truly healed. If you save me, 
I will be truly saved. My praises are for you alone, oh God. Oh God. If you heal me, I will be truly healed. If you save me, I will be truly saved. The believer's hope. Hope overcomes addiction and, and depression. It does. It does. Hope brings freedom, church. Hope brings freedom to addiction and depression. Freedom. Because this is bondage. This is the bondage of the enemy. That if anyone is going through that or ever been through that, they don't see hope. They don't see hope going through that. That's the trick of the enemy. I remember when I was drinking. I didn't think it was an addiction until I tried to stop. Because I tried to stop on my own. On my own. Being the strong-willed person that I am, I said, oh, I can stop. I can stop. And it didn't happen. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. So I called on the name of Jesus. Because the one who I had hope in, the one who I couldn't see, I had hope in. Because his word told me that you can be changed, son. You can be transformed. This is not of me. This is of the enemy. And you are not of the enemy. You're a child of God. Be transformed. Be changed. Oh, mighty God. Oh, mighty God. And there was freedom. And there was freedom for me. Just like if anyone else is going through it, there is freedom. Put your hope in Jesus. See what he says about it. Pray to him. Depression. Man, I'm so tired of seeing folks depressed. I'm tired and sick of it. See, this world of sin, church, it, it, it angers you sometimes. It hurts you. It hurts you to see people you love depressed. And that's why we must bring them hope. We must show them that there is hope. Hold on to that hope. The sadness, there is hope. See, most people don't want to be addicts. Most people don't want to go through depression. We are tired. I remember I was tired. I don't want this no more, God. But I can't stop it. I can't stop it. And the only thing that helped me was turning to Christ. The only thing that helped me was turning to Christ. Matthew eleven, twenty-eight. 28. Then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls. We are tired, Lord. We are tired in our struggles. We need hope, Lord. 
We need hope. Hope overcomes sorrow and hope overcomes grief. And we need that. We need that. Pass it on. Pass the hope of Jesus on. Because there is a lot of sorrow and a lot of grief in our everyday life. Someone that's sitting next to us, sorrow and grief. Let them know there's hope. Let them know there's hope. Let them know that things can change. Things can change. Don't let the enemy win. Understand. The Bible tells us there will be sorrow, there will be grief because of the sin that's in the world. But we have hope to overcome. This candle of hope represents that overcoming. That overcoming of Jesus. 2 Corinthians. That is why we never give up. No, excuse me, I'm sorry. I jumped. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirit are crushed. That is why hope overcomes sorrow and grief. Right here. If you're going through sorrow, if you're going through grief, this is your hope. This is your hope. You grab hold to the scripture. This word of God, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Those are not just words. Those are truth. When you're going through sorrow or grief, grab hold to that hope that is the word of God. The believer's hope of eternal life, church. The believer's hope of eternal life. Life. This is important. Because some get saved for eternal life. Some don't get saved to be changed. She's like I told you, I had a hope of being changed, transformed. When I read the story of Paul, when I knew that that was possible, I had hope that it could happen now, here on earth. See, that's the difference of our salvation in some. Some say, I want to see my loved ones again, so I'm going to go to Christ. I'm going to get saved. And then some wants that living hope that's in Jesus to be changed now, to be a new person, a new creation in Christ. But even if some take this journey of hope for eternal life, they must believe. They must believe that there is hope there. That there is hope there. That they will again one day see their loved ones. They don't know that, but they hope in that. We don't know that, but we hope in that. And we won't know until we get there. Until we get there, church. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. We don't. We don't. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot 
be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. We can't even put our hope in each other because we don't know when we will be gone. That close to us. So we must put our hope in Jesus. We must put our hope in Jesus, church. We can't live forever. Our families can't live forever. The Bible tells us to renew our minds in the things above, not the things on earth. The things that won't fade away, the things that won't die, are all in heaven. Are all in heaven. That is why Jesus came. That is why Jesus came. Hope saves the lost. Hope saves the lost. And you know, church, I think about this, and I think about the time that we live in now. And you think about the lost, and sometimes we give passes. We give passes to those that are lost because we say we've been there. Give them time to see what's right. Well, church, we don't have time. In this generation, we don't have time. We don't have time to wait to come to Christ. We don't have time to, to, to wait on this hope. Lives are at stake. Our lives, our children's lives, our grandchildren's lives are at stake. There are many people lost, but we step back and say, well, give them time. They'll come around. Give them next week. They'll come around. Next week never comes for some. Never comes for some. This generation now is important to us. That is why we must share the hope that is Jesus. In this moment is what matters most to us. It's going to affect what happens in this moment, your children, your grandchildren. That is the importance of this moment. We can't wait. We can't wait, church. We can't wait. We must receive this hope while it's here. Why it is available for you. Because we won't be here forever. And if you don't grab hold to that hope, you're going to be lost forever. There is no eternal life for the one that loses hope. There will not be. There will not be, church. And in closing, I seen this yesterday. I was in the store that made so much sense and caught my eye. So much sense. 365 new days. 365 new chances. To grab hold of hope. Every day that our eyes are open, you have a chance to reach that hope. 
we have a chance, church, to receive that hope. See, he don't wake us up 365 days for nothing. For nothing. What will we hope in? Where will we place our hope, church? Let's start with Jesus. Let's start with Jesus, the believer's hope. Let us pray. Father, we come to you. We come to you, Father, in the name of hope. In the name of Jesus, Father, we come to you. Father, we come to you to be saved, Father. In this moment, Father, we call on your name. We say, help us, Father. Give us strength. Give us strength. For the one who is hope, for the one that there is no hope, for the one who is sick, for the one that is hurting, there is hope. We know that hope was born for us. We know that hope died for us. We know that hope was raised again for us. And God, we say thank you. Thank you, God. So, Father, I ask that you bless your people. Open up our minds and our hearts to understand, to receive that hope, Father. Father, and I pray over those that pray to you, Father, that you hear them, Father, when they cry out for that hope, Father. That you give them a sign, Father, that that hope is there. Bring comfort to their hearts and comfort to their minds, oh God. In this season, Father, there are going to be desperate times. As some is going to reach for hope, Father, and feel like there is no hope. Father, I pray that you shine your light upon their lives. Enter into their hearts, Father. Lift them up, Father. Glorify yourself in their lives, God. Glorify yourself. Jesus, for we know that you are our hope. You are our believer's hope. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus.